I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. Frank Skinner. Oh, I love it. I love it. That's um, white noise sound with sunset. Mm. Of course it is. Yeah. No, that's great. That's <laughs> You'll get used to this, Alan. Yeah. That's got my uh, blood, um, well, partly flowing. Uh, there's some coagulation I'm sensing, but only on the left-hand side. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> so, um... Well, we think we should we should not move on without uh, saying that uh, that Andy is now out. Last week we were is celebrating. He? Oh, I didn't know about that. Oh, yeah, it's about time, isn't it? Yeah. Maybe now we can stop shaving and <laughs> stop doing the whole macho thing. Yeah, I've been watching it as uh, my, our regular listeners will know, just to try and work out how much the mom hates the girlfriend <laughs> and vice versa. <laughs> and there was a moment when they were actually speaking on the coverage yesterday. Oh, how disappointing! No, no, but they weren't speaking. They were speaking the way. I don't know if you've ever seen any of that footage of um, Churchill speaking to Joseph Stalin at the Yalta conference. It had that kind of feel. I don't want to speak to you, but, you know, <laughs> I suppose some good will come out of it overall. It was, it was very much like that. I'm just going to write that down as uh, the clips to look at on YouTube <laughs> yes. that are directly related to this show. Yeah, <laughs> the points of reference are always so varied. Oh, Yalta. <laughs> I like to think Yalta's going to <laughs> crop up on a regular basis. It was um, Roosevelt, Churchill and uh, Stalin got together to try and sort out what, what, were they, I think what they called the Hitler problem. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit of a concern. It was, yeah. It, got, it completely got out of hand. Yeah. Anyway, um, it was... i tell you what I've noticed about Wimbledon as well, is that... Um, oh, God, I sound like an American stand-up comedian. See, you ever... Uh, you ever on a plane? Or no? <laughs> Was you ever on a plane? Shut up! <laughs> um... No, the double, every now and again, when you're watching a proper match, they'll cut to the doubles on what they call an outside court, or a, a yes. court, court 84 we're going to go to now. I call it non-VIP court, I don't like them. Well, I'm starting to think that, that, that the centre court is sort of at the centre of the of the English, um, maybe even the British um, tennis, tennis playing universe. And as you spread out, I think like court 24 is probably in Oldham. Or something, because <laughs> it's always like there's like eight people watching uh, doubles, and there's people in like, Primark t-shirts playing. and a horrible sort of canvas scoreboard. Oh, yeah. I hate those courts. A, a canvas scoreboard. <laughs> I like the sound of that. That's brilliant. Yeah, the one I saw, I think it was tarpaulin. <laughs> it was over. It was tarpaulin over an old motorbike and sidecar, <laughs> and they chalked on it. That was the scores. <laughs> it is. A, I like the fact it covers the whole tennis in yeah. uh, universe Wimbledon. Anyway. Frank, before we move on... Have I said this is Frank's Get on Absolute Radio with Emily and Alan? Oh, I hope they've worked that out. <laughs> oh, no, but uh, I don't like to... Uh, if I don't do that, I don't get a chance to go... <laughs> Good morning, listeners. <laughs> in case you don't know, Alan Cochran, you see, was mistaken in the first week by one of our listeners as, as Alan Cockrell. He thought that was his name. I'd like, like a crazy stage name. I'd like yeah. to think it was just one. The, uh, the emails were awash with people calling me Cockrell. Yes. I, like I think it. it's your strutting manner. <laughs> yes. He said, Good morning, listeners. I'd like that. It was quite local radio. It was good. Yeah. yeah. But we are essentially local radio. <laughs> Frank, we've had a text in. Oh. Yes, it happens. <laughs> Hold on, let me get settled in my chair. 
Good morning, Mr. Frank, Alan, and... Was it from Basil Brush? <laughs> <laughs> Can't leave Basil with his head in a vice. <laughs> Basil, go on, carry on. And Uber Babe Emily. Uh, he said it, his words, not mine. Uber Babe yes, Emily. I oh, could have people, not read it out. People <laughs> that use to. the word Uber for <laughs> emphasis. I look forward to the sound effect for your nickname. Now. <laughs> 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 um... A quick tippy-tappy on the keyboard, he says, to let you know... <laughs> Frank, don't look like that. I can see your face contorting. Is it for uh, Nicholas Park? <laughs> to let you know. Frank was the subject of a quiz question the other day, uh-huh. albeit on a rival radio station. Can we say which one it was, Frank? Or shall I not say? Uh-huh. Anyway, the question was, what do Frank, Shirley Bassey, Paul McCartney, Pablo Picasso and Robin Williams all have in common? It's truth. I is like it... the way your manager's thinking about it like he's on a panel show. Hold on, Shirley. <laughs> Paul McCartney, Robin Williams, me, Pablo Picasso. Did we used to be good? No. And we're not as good anymore? I'd <laughs> be harsh. No. <laughs> on a rifle radio station. <laughs> Shirley Bassey's still got it. OK, fair enough. Thanks for picking me up on that <laughs> element of it. <laughs> well, I don't know, but shall, we, shall I play some music? Yeah. I don't know the answer to that, and I'm, I'm part of the question. Mm. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? But now won't people email in with the answer and then we're basically stealing another guy's <laughs> quiz? It well, wouldn't be the first time, presumably, Alan. <laughs> presumably it's all all done, isn't it? It's all done and yes. dusted, this quiz. They don't drag these things out on local... I mean, they might have closed down. <laughs> if it's capital, they could go at any moment. <laughs> <laughs> OK, well, let, so that's it. That's the question. Pablo Picasso, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. What have we got in common? We're not left-handed. No, I'd know if I was left-handed. No. I'd have spotted that, wouldn't I? <laughs> right now. You're not think. left-handed. I'd I have picked up on that by now, surely. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Are we all gay icons? Oh, um, I it's thought you were just asking question. randomly. <laughs> oh, all no, three no. of us, you mean? Oh, well, I, like, I like to think I am. Yeah, well, I think you are. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm, yeah. Mm. I think I have a foot in both camps. <laughs> no. Do, do you want to know the answer? Um, I, yes, I do want to know. Uh, do you have a bit of you wants to string it out for longer? And <laughs> no, no, no. I, it, well, I'd like to get it, but um, I, I don't want to be self-indulgent. You got no ideas, Alan? No, but I can see how you'd have misgivings about having a quiz about yourself last for too long. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah. The exactly. of self-indulgence. Yeah. Uh, yes, it's the Frank Skinner quiz with Frank Skinner. <laughs> On the Frank Skinner show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> OK. OK. Uh... Well, the person who texted in, he calls himself Larry Saunders. I don't think that's his real name. No, probably But not. he says at first he thought that they'd all been voted Rear of the Year until he realised um, it was Robin William, not Robbie. Anyhow, the answer turned out to be, drum roll, please. They Hold all on, learned- I've got, I might have a drum roll. Let me just have a look at my... Uh, oh, I've got a fanfare. Good morning, listeners. <laughs> I'm loving that. They all learn to swim later in life. Well, that's a lie, because <laughs> I haven't learned to swim. Oh, really? I have yet to learn to swim. So, so the question's wrong, me, the quiz what, is wrong. Yeah, what, what, what radio station is it? This is BBC Radio 2, Tim well, Smith. Well, to me, that puts them in the same category as the Blue Peter um, <laughs> animal name, the, um, mm-hmm. the, anti- the, the, the British Comedy Award. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah. Farrago, I'm you calling it a Farrago. Stand back, I've said it. You Central say we pay. Yes. I have yet to learn. Your, your manager's texting someone, I think he's trying to get some money out of him. Yeah, so if there's big money on, uh, involved in that quiz, I'm afraid that I won't be on the BBC. I wouldn't I thought they'd have won uh, 
two tickets to the the last my family record. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but but they've won it. Um, they've won it erroneously. That's that's what I'm saying. Um, anyway, if you want to text us, I should have said this when we said, "Why don't you text us with the answers?" It's eight twelve fifteen, and I can't swim. So you know, so what? Put me down in the company of Shirley Bassey and um, Pablo Picasso. Pablo Picasso. Yeah, Paul McCartney, of course. Is mm. um, uh, he used to live in Brighton, and someone who lived nearby told me he used to go on the beach with his um, little tiny speedo briefs on. Tiny. <laughs> Thanks good. for that insight. Yeah, just mm. picture that if you will. Well, we are. Slight, <laughs> slight, <laughs> slight vapour trail of purple in the water from the hair. <laughs> um, I won't say what else was left on the beach when him and his wife went out to swim. Um, I'll tell you what I have noticed. Um, <laughs> Fright. The first time I saw it, frightened me today. But you know, you get used to it. I thought it'd been washed up. <laughs> do you get sharks in Brighton? <laughs> um, well, you do, but they're selling cars. I heard about some people who buy any cars. I can't remember where I heard that now. Someone was shouting about it almost tunefully. Anyway, um, I tell you what, I've um, what, what has struck me. You remember when the Olympic logo came out? When it was revealed, it got a lot of stick. It did. Oh yeah, and it became a bit of a comedian's paradise to to make jokes about yes. the Olympic logo, and it's all seemed to be oh well, what what difference does it make? You know, it's, it's just a it's, it's a terrible one of the worst pieces of design I think ever ever done. I'd put high rise housing above the Olympic logo, <laughs> but anyway, I've noticed now. I've seen it this this last week or two on lapel badges and stuff and starting to appear and and I've realized what I thought was just a silly mistake as we near the olympics it's it's it, I, it now i don't it's not that I don't like it anymore it disgusts me oh it's very strong I'd right? say the Olympic logo and this is not an overstatement I'd say it's ruined the Olympics for me really I haven't put in for any tickets I don't even want to watch it i mm. i i I have no interest. The logo has killed the only British Olympics that will probably happen in my lifetime. Really? That's strong, you feel? And I look, I did a magic eye thing with it the other day, and I, look, I looked at the logo, and I don't know if it, it... If you look at it, it looks like the, there's two halves, one identified as London and one identified as the Olympics, and it looks like the London one is being assaulted from behind by the olympics Careful. one yes all i mean assaulted mm. and it's it, that's what's happened i think the olympics london olympics everything has been it's oh, i can't tell you how upset i am by the whole thing i hate the olympics now i'm moving out for one reason and one reason only the logo <laughs> as if it won't be poignant enough their olympics because the home of the olympics is greece and of course by that stage greece will be closed down it'll be all boarded up greece mm. it'll be like our price well, that's true. And then um, we're going to put up with... I'm sorry to go on. I know it's a bit out of date, the logo thing, but we're going to see more and more of it. Mm. And I'm going to make the, the Olympics a no-mention zone on here <laughs> for that reason. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah. If you don't make a stance on design, what can you make a stance on? This is Frank Skinner. Oh, they come over as all folky, and then they put swearing. Mm. I just wonder if that was a swear. Yeah, yeah. 
Gosh, so where is it with these people? I thought we just had a bad signal. Yeah, <laughs> category C as well. That. Yeah, um, exactly. That was um, just to see, you know, to blame. That was uh, Mumford and Sons, Little Lion, man. Is that Norman Collier? Do you remember Norman Collier, <laughs> yeah, British yeah. comedy? Say, oh, oh yeah. yes, I've it this afternoon, and everyone's been. Uh, anyone listening who's just tuning in now, I think there's something wrong with my receiver. <laughs> do they say receiver anymore? <laughs> they do anymore. No, okay. Well, there may be old people tuning in. Replace, please replace the handset. Frank, um, we had a text in 073. Would you have preferred something in Comic Sans, Frank? Now, that's a reference to the Olympic logo. Mm. Do you know what Comic Sans is? I'll tell you. Comic Sans? <laughs> no, no, I know, I know, a, lo- I know a lot ha- about those. Yeah, I know you do. Um, comic. <laughs> Comic Sans is a font, Frank. And I'll tell you exactly what font it is. Do you know, remember TFI Friday? Remember that? Oh, I remember it well. Yeah, yeah. remember it? Man in the polka dot shirt, glasses. Um, that was the you font. You two, giant-headed giant yes. you two dancing. Yes. And mm-hmm. people at a bar trying to prove they were having a nice time, even though that their eyes suggested emptiness and <laughs> death. Yes. Carry on, yeah. <laughs> I remember um, it. Well, do you remember the titles? Of course. Well, that was in Comic Sans. Oh, with well, that sort of like dots and bits around it. Slightly, fr- I'd call it a larky font. Oh yeah, it's larky. Yes. No one's, no one's denying that. Cold Feet, the program Cold Feet, also Comic Sans, I believe. But there are occasionally oh. um, like Guardian articles about how it's used for inappropriate stuff, so it ends up on the odd NHS leaflet about something oh, quite serious. Right? Yeah, oh yes. no, you don't want that, do you? Yeah. No. Don't put Comic Sans on a leaflet about. You don't want you know chlamydia in Comic Sans. Chlamydia in Comic Sans. No, what again? Yeah, God, not another call. <laughs> anyway, that's, that's that's enough of that. I, I, think, I mean, I think you know, I'm all for talking about font on commercial mm. radio, but I think I think minute and a half tops. Yep, I think you're right. <laughs> I think that's what the radio handbook says. The big siren just went off, didn't it? Yeah, we've already done the Yalta conference. <laughs> God, it's going well this morning. I'm sorry it ruined the Olympics for you, though. Frank. Yeah, I ranted about the Olympic logo, something that was pertinent maybe a year and a half ago, <laughs> and it was really... I mean, what's going on this morning? I'm sorry, it'll get better. Just trust me, will you? <laughs> yes, I'm talking to you. And get out of bed. <laughs> um, what? Else? Oh, yeah, so, so the, the Olympic logo, anyway, as I say, has ruined the whole Olympics for me. And I think that that can happen. Sometimes tiny things can spoil things that you'd normally love. Take, for example, Later with Jules Holland mm-hmm. yeah. has been spoilt for me. Why? Um, well, by Jules Holland. <laughs> but not just his, his, you know, his, his essence. I mean, it's, he's got a bigger. And he's got bigger. He's expanded in a way. I always thought of, thought of him as a very thin man. And now the jacket looks, you know, you consider buttons are... SpongeBob SquarePants. It's it's going. No, it's not really like that. It's oh. a bit. It's a bit. Um, Tim Burton, Tweedledum, Tweedledee type oh, of. Okay. Uh, if, if they're in it, I think they're in the looking like. We won't go into that. Don't text me. Leave it. Mm. Um, if you text today, by the way, it has to be in comics hands. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's that's the rule. Um, what was? It? Yeah. So now I watch him and I feel sort of bloated watching him because he looks like he's. I'm going. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I can't watch it anymore. <laughs> and he's a great, you know, he's, he's done it's great little for music. Things, it's you know, I call it the show. I call it the live and let die syndrome because that's one of my favourite songs of all time. Yes. And then it's ruined 
by that horrible cod reggae bit in the middle, which oh. sounds like Rasta Mouse. Well, I can't bear what it, it. What does it matter to oh, you? Oh, I don't even say it. It's horrible. Oh, I see. That's very really nice. I like that bit. That no, song. hate it. It's good we're all different. I had a, a thing recently where we went on a motorhome holiday and I had to empty the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> how quickly we forget. <laughs> it was an outing. <laughs> it was me, my wife and our little boy, and uh, and I had to empty the chemical toilet, and there's something... I mean, it's not a pleasant task at the no. best of times, but there's something in the chemical toilets that, that smells like Bloody Mary. And so as I was tipping it out, I thought, I'm never going to enjoy a Bloody Mary ever again. Because it's always going to remind me of a chemical toilet on a motorhome. (laughs) Mm. Not that I frequently have Bloody Marys, but... No, that's... uh, I wonder wonder what that was. Could it be a Bloody Mary that had been torn down the... (laughs) Port. Yeah. inverted commas. Yeah, exactly. No, there had been no Bloody Marys. I find that. I think it's something in the sachet. Well, David Essex was a guest on here once, and he yeah. said, "He said Chinaman," and you know, I can't even watch EastEnders now. <laughs> I can't, I can't look him in the eye. I've, I, to me, his entire musical career, retrospectively, was somehow marred. I could see him um, sinking a sampan <laughs> in some sort of World War Two film. Frank on radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Like the ice cream van. <laughs> you get me, a, get me a Cornish movie. Um, that was uh, Little Dragon with uh, Ritual Union. I really like that. It's atmospheric. That's great. Mm. Uh, I, uh, I have another thing about um, little things that ruin the big things. I, I find it very difficult to take in the news if the newsreader's got an overexcited mouth. You know, some people just yes. have an overly mobile, I can't listen to a word he's saying, I'm just watching that mouth. Uh-huh. I can't think of which newsreader I'm speaking about, but yeah. you know what I mean. I, uh, if you lived in an Islamic country, that would never be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> no, true enough, but I don't. No, no. But if it really, if it really gets to, it's an option. It's, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Because yeah. there'd be either a beard or, or some sort of veil covering that that area quite easily. Yeah. yeah. I had a bit of a result after the show last week. I was... Uh, well, hold on a oh, minute. Hold has, on. Has you what, wife and child? <laughs> no, no, it was... <laughs> I mean, it was a much more modest result than oh. that. No, thank <laughs> goodness. I, tell you this. I, uh, I was uh, staying at my brother's flat, and when I'd finished here, I went for a little browse in the local charity shops Did by you? him. Yeah, and I, I have a thing in charity shops. Years ago, I toured with somebody who said, if you're wavering about buying something in a charity shop... You should buy it anyway and just consider it a donation. Mm. And that way, if you don't like the thing, it doesn't really matter. Well, you can always take it back to the charity mm. shop. Oh, you could just give it back to them. Yeah. That's and what it, David Bedell said to you. Oh, no, it wasn't. It's a bit like when <laughs> every now and again a really beautiful woman seems to spend some time with a loser and you think, oh, it's not really costing her anything. She's just giving him a day in the sun, really. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a form of charity work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's a donation, isn't it? That's so, something he'll, he'll remember forever. It's a donation to the Mingers, as it were. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I've, so, I've been donating very generously. <laughs> but anyway, I bought a um, I bought a double cassette. I've got an old car, um, uh, and it, it has a six CD multi changer in the boot as well. But one of the joys of the car is that it has a cassette, uh, which means that I can. It's a crossover vehicle, isn't it? <laughs> it? <laughs> it's it's uh, ten years old. But it's uh, the the cassette thing is really handy because you can get these things where you can plug your iPod into the car cassette. 
Mm. Well, I mean, that's a fabulous mm. uh, example of, of a marriage between old and new technology. It's really great. However, my point being that I bought a, a, a double cassette for £2. I've only listened to one side of that's the a bit four. Like, I've, got a, I've got a Steam iPod, which is a similar... <laughs> <laughs> so, what, what is this uh, cassette you've bought? It's uh, it's Tom Lehrer Live. Oh, right. Yeah, the American satirist. Humorist. Let's call him a humorist. Yeah, call him a humorist. Yeah, fabulous. And, and I can't tell you how happy I am at having bought it because it was one of those <laughs> things of going I would never buy this online I wouldn't seek it out but no. now it's here mm. and it's I'm considering it a donation to the cancer research shop yeah and uh, and I'm really pleased by it genuinely it lifted my day last and it's Saturday. operational it's fully working I, oh. I was I was half expecting a chewed up tape I know that that's what oh, you're thinking yeah, but then you have the excuse for the, the twirled biro <laughs> in the, se- the centre in, in the racket is it called <laughs> the racket sprocket sprocket what is it called? Sprocket Asking the producer. Right. Yeah. I'm producing. I'm, presu- I'm presuming. Oh my god, my language has broken down. <laughs> Help! There's blood coming out of my ears. Um, if only I could swim. Um, <laughs> is it called? What's it called the, on the middle of a cassette, Emma? What's the good of having a producer? They know what the middle of a cassette is called. Emma's looking like she started in this when mini discs were around. Or yeah, <laughs> oh, mini discs—they were great, weren't they? For about five minutes, you could twirl them in, in between your fingers like a, like a, now, like a Frank, cowboy with a coin. Frank, <laughs> a sprocket is a profiled wheel with teeth that meshes with a chain track or other perforated material. Does that sound right? Yeah, you are. <laughs> I know that. Um, anyway, it's a bargain. It's a bargain. I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm going to inaugurate a, a, a texting. Yeah. What about this then? What mm. bargains are you most proud of? Mm. What about that? Mm. I'll try and contribute something. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't. I shouldn't think you're a big. I, I don't. I'm not keen on the charity shops. Oh, I was, really? I you're always, not I, I always fear that the, the dead will come back for their <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I quite like that. I no, that. <laughs> no, I don't want anyone, you know, saying that that was my shawl. Tiddle Tom, 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 <laughs> Tee Tom. That was uh, one day like this. Elbow. Mm. Frank, do, do you think they've got a joint account? Popish. Absolutely. Oh, elbow joint. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Got it. The, uh, the end of that song where they say, throw those curtains wide, always reminds me of um, years ago I had a flat that overlooked some gardens and I opened the curtains one day to see somebody very carefully arrange a deck chair and then sit in it and fall through it. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was one of the happiest days of my life. They weren't hurt. Nobody got hurt. No. They just cheered me up. Mm. Fabulous. So there's that, there's a two-quid double cassette. It's the yeah, little things in life, really isn't it? It's the little things. Well, Frank, talking of that two-quid double cassette, we've had some texts in. Re- other bargains other people have had. People love a bargain. I love it. Not me so much. Um, <laughs> one four nine, a leather belt that I bought my boyfriend for a pound, which he calls his dead man's belt. <laughs> Lovely. I really like that. That's... Uh... What is that now? I need a black strap. There's a, there's a fall song about him not being able to find a belt in this flat, and he says, "I need a black strap," whilst talking about him. So mm. Mm. there you go. That's a that's that is a bargain for that a belt. That is a bargain. Four nine nine. Best Buy to charity shop. A collection of ten classic audio books. Dickens, Austin. Austin spelt a bit strangely. Um, for twenty. Well, they're audio. Yeah. <laughs> That's the trouble with audio. You know, it doesn't help your spelling. In fairness, they were originally one hundred and forty-five pounds. She got them for twenty. 
I was giddy. Love the show and the new boy has settled in well, Amanda from Ipswich. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. You see, Thank the you, thing Amanda. is, uh, uh, I wouldn't pay 20 quid for anything from a... If I went into a charity shop and they had an E-type Jaguar in working <laughs> order, I wouldn't pay 20 quid. I don't, I don't want anything that requires a note in a charity shop. I, mm. I, I will only... It has to be coinage. You're, you're a monster. I'm, I'm shocked to find this side to you. I got six coasters from the cat rescue <laughs> for 50 pence. What about that? <laughs> Is this true? Absolutely true. <laughs> well, there you go then. See, you love a bargain too. And you I, love I mean, a coaster, and that, that I, much we know. Oh, I love a coaster, <laughs> but I saw it as a donation, in, as yeah, you say, yeah. because the cat rescue are mark. I mean, those cats will guarantee to get a stretcher to you in forty <laughs> minutes if you're injured on a mountainside. They, 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 they come up. Obviously, they, they, they're great climbers. They can scamper. Can't yeah, they? In and they come in the little small harnesses that they have. And um, catnip they bring, which personally I find sour to the taste, <laughs> but it can give you that kind of energy boost. And uh, apparently, you can't trust them with a Kendall mint cake. <laughs> <laughs> but it's um, it's what they can train them to do nowadays. Mm. Frank, another bargain on two hundred eight the other week. Times were tough, so I was looking around the local supermarket for bargains. Um, as to do a shower gel full size for eight p a bottle. No, you, what? Now, I was concerned it would strip my skin to the bone, but on the contrary, it left me clean and sweet-smelling. I just can't see the break-even on that. <laughs> what that is, that's a lost leader they've got there. It's a lost leader. Let's to get you into the shop. When I hear stuff like that, I just think this is unsustainable. This this capitalism business, it's unsustainable. Well, no, they've gone to. I mean, what, are, we, are, we living in, are we in Weimar, Germany? <laughs> Eight pence. Well, I, um, I I think, you know, people say that this great symbol of optimism is the glass half full, is what people mm. always say. Mm-hmm. I always think the great symbol of optimism is anybody who goes into a charity shop and buys a jigsaw. <laughs> <laughs> because they are so universally incomplete, charity shop jigsaws. I think that the people from the charity shop take a couple of pieces out just to just for continuity. Yeah. <laughs> the world order of things. I'm guessing that at the, the, the centre, I, I imagine there's an amount enormous charity shop nerve centre I'm guessing mm. there is uh, in the basement the whole floor is covered with this horribly mismatched <laughs> jigsaw which is the pieces they've taken out of jigsaws over the years that's great anyone that buys a jigsaw in a charity shop is one of life's innocents totally <laughs> totally <laughs> what you're liable to end up with is three or four pieces from different jigsaws that don't mm. go at all which I believe is how they put together the Olympic logo <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and my end is my beginning. Frank Skinner. Who was that at the end? Anyway, that was uh, Too Much Too Young. <laughs> specials. Mm. Do you want to hear the specials? <laughs> oh, I'd love to hear the specials. Thanks very much. Right, we've got a doc <laughs> thing. Well, no, I thought you were going to... What would you... Okay. 
So uh, welcome back. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily and Alan. Mm-hmm. And we've, uh, we've got quite a few bargains coming in from the listeners. Turns yeah. out there are more thrifty brigades than you two. Uh, and I don't mean than you, you two. Than you two, no, <laughs> don't pay any tax. You don't get any thriftier than that. That's pretty thrifty. I'm not sure they're browsing their charity shops for jigsaws. Somebody's put, uh, I bought a jigsaw from a t- charity shop. Not only was there a bit missing, it somehow seemed worse because it was a corner piece. Innocent oh. or just gullible, I think. Yeah. Gullible. That could be wedged, though. I have to say, I once had a corner piece wedged in an inside flap of the box. That might be worth another look. Yes, <laughs> that's worth checking. I hope they haven't thrown the rest away. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. In a fit of peak. What about this? I've got a framed jigsaw, mm. West Bromwich Albion, uh, 1969. Oh, that's good. And there's a piece of that missing. It's gone from within the frame. Oh. Where is it? Is it shaken down? Is that what's happened? No, it hasn't. I, that's, well, that was my thought. I looked for it. And, and uh, yeah, I, I thought Ian Collard looking a bit lumpy. Could it be? But no. <laughs> but no. So, somebody uh, has texted in saying that they got uh, reduced meat from their supermarket, like £90 worth for £40, and it's all in the freezer. I, love, <sighs> I bet I that's love lovely, that meat. <laughs> can't who, wait to try some of that. £90 worth of meat? <laughs> what yeah. is it? Was it a lion house? <laughs> Someone on the Atkins. <laughs> exactly. Oh, Thrifty yeah. Atkins. I'll get their number. I might get on with them. <laughs> oh, no. That's How'd you get, thing you get it home? Do. Occasionally, I catch myself at the till. Just everything in my basket's got orange stickers on it. Reduced, eat me now, and so I don't even know. Absent-mindedly, I've just picked up everything that's discounted. It's good that you're thrifty in broken Britain. I used to shop like that in the old days. You used to get stickers um, in in the Harbourne supermarket where I. There used to be stickers that said things like "Eat within twenty minutes." That sounds like something that's really on the turn. That's something that is nearly poison, I think. Was the, that's what the sticker said. <laughs> nearly poison. Eat within 20 minutes. God, I mean, if there was a long queue at the checkout, you were, you were dicing with death. <laughs> Frank, can, I, can we discuss <clears throat> my favourite story of the week? Um, Could you guess what that might be? There have been a few this week. Yes, I bet it's the mother-in-law from hell, <gasps> isn't it? I, how much do I love that mother-in-law from hell? Carolyn Bourne. I know the names of all the players. I've committed them to memory. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is very much your story, yeah. I have to say. H- Heidi Withers and Freddie Bourne. What do you think? I mean, I, <laughs> Heidi okay. Withers, I didn't know that. That was the, bri- that was the bride she? she's yeah. Um She's a renowned grower of pinks, is her profession, Carolyn, Carolyn Bourne. But the main story was obviously this email that was circulated. And Heidi, by mistake, sent it to a friend and then it got circulated everywhere. And she said some quite rude things in it. Did we you should say it? that they're, they're going to get married, Freddie and yeah. Heidi. And um, she, she's, she's not the mother. Um, what's stepmother, you're right, Frank. She's stepmother. the stepmother. Stay mm. out of it. Mm. Yeah. Hasn't she read any fairy tales, this woman? <laughs> Already, in being a stepmother, you're, you're dallying with wickedness. Mm. Yeah, the uh, stepmother PR is in overdrive right now. Isn't exactly. It? So mm. she sent. I, no, I don't. Who did she send? She sent the email. The stepmother sent the email to the to Heidi. Right, which is the okay. Yeah, saying that she was. Uh, she said she was guilty of being staggeringly uncouth, <laughs> and there were a list of grievances she had. They included things such as, for example, she said, "You do not stay in bed late in a household that rises early." And she said that's very ill-mannered. You asked for second helpings. Mm-hmm. You started eating before everyone else had. I did that at my Auntie Doreen's. <laughs> I, what I did is I left the table without saying, may I leave the table? Uh, uh, 
a tradition I'd never come across before. Oh, in right. our house, we didn't do that. Didn't I just have a walked away in from your the house. Ta- I was called back. <laughs> I mean, it was Smarties in Costa. It wasn't like it was a grand <laughs> Smarties in Costa. Well, have you ever had Smarties in Costa? No, I have not. They leave a, they leave a smear. If you move one across the surface with a spoon, they leave a coloured smear. Frank, like that's a like a stop. clown's diet. Who eats that? <laughs> she was a clown, Auntie Dory. <laughs> we never got home, the car exploded. <laughs> you do wonder what clowns eat until now, don't you? That's great. <laughs> I wonder that's why clowns eat. <laughs> <laughs> and do you want to drink a water with that? Yes, I will. And you give them a cup with just glitter in it. <laughs> oh, no. Poor clowns. Well, we'll come back to this. Okay. It's a horrible, in many ways, it's a horrible story mm. of family feuding and the like. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. That was uh, Coaches and Horses by the four. Nice. Oh. See, man looks through a leaded glass window and <laughs> sees um, in the street what he would have seen if he'd looked through that window when it was originally put in. You with me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Frank, it's got we were, a HG Wells feel to it—the mm-hmm. whole thing. Yes, sorry. We were talking earlier about my favourite story of the week, which, just to remind everyone, was this: it's a sort of mother-in-law from hell story, or stepmother-in-law from hell, mm-hmm. as you pointed out. She sent her um, future daughter-in-law a very vicious email. Why did of, she send it? Though? It was a because, dressing down, wasn't it? Yes, it was a dressing down. She'd been to stay with them and she was just saying, you came to stay at... And she mentioned the name of the property. Mm-hmm. And she just accused her. She said she was just not a very nice house guest. She also said, you plan to get married in a castle. This is brash celebrity behaviour and you shouldn't get married in a castle unless you own it. <laughs> That's <laughs> what she said. <laughs> so I, I, uh, yeah. <laughs> I actually went out with someone whose uh, family owned a castle. Did you? Yeah. yeah. And uh, they were very down to earth, nice people. Mm. I remember someone uh, got onto the. La- there was a lake at the castle. Someone got in and uh, they didn't steal the rowing boat. They stole the oars from the rowing boat. Mm. Can you imagine who would do that? What's the point in that? <laughs> and we were talking of what they're going to do with it. My theory was that they were the sort of people who mix salad on the floor, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they didn't want to stoop. So, uh, <laughs> passing giants, yeah, <laughs> had, had or maybe they had a another thought. Maybe they had a ping pong net, but no table, <laughs> so they had to play table tennis on the floor, as it were, with the with the oars. See, I just that's one of the problems of anyone here who's thinking of getting a castle, anyone who's uh, <laughs> listening in, who's you know, who's all mean and ahhing about the purchase mm. of a castle. Um, you have land with it, and pe- local people think they can just wander across and, and take yeah. stuff. That's, yeah. that's what goes on with a castle. Mm. I, uh, I I inadvertently followed this woman's advice before the time because we, we Carolyn Bourne. Yeah, we had a very modest wedding. Uh, there was only sort of very very close family. So actually, our wedding we could have had on a bouncy castle had we uh, <laughs> had we fancied that. Yeah, <laughs> it wouldn't have had that much gravitas. <laughs> it was probably about the same amount. Was um, it a white wedding you had? No. Okay. What? <laughs> now wedding dresses in the Oxfam. Our, <laughs> our son was in attendance. I think oh. it would have been inappropriate. Oh, it's, it's what wedding. I call one of those, Frank. Yeah. Mm. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. It's a conversation that got out of hand. I went to a very the most frustrating wedding I've ever been to. I'm not counting my own. The most frustrating <laughs> wedding was. Although surely uh, that was up there. I went to my cleaner's wedding in Krakow. Oh. And um, she's Polish. Mm. My cleaner. And uh, the wedding reception 
Um, it was a lovely occasion. The wedding reception was held at the local fire station. <laughs> oh. Was she marrying a fireman? No. Oh. But it's, it's the only big building, really, in the town. And, and the frustration of being in a fire station with about 200 poles and not being able to do the joke <laughs> <laughs> at risk of offending someone. I felt I was tight. I was tight the whole... Clinched. I honestly thought you were going to say the frustration of being at a wedding reception while the alarm kept going off. No, no. Or people keep barreling no, past and getting that in. That never happened, actually. I don't know. Uh, I, I, I don't know if it was in use or not. Perhaps they just had a no fire rule that day. Well, <laughs> everyone. Difficult. I went to a humanist wedding, you know, no religion. They're meant to be mm. nice, aren't they? It's not for you. If you like no religion, <laughs> it's, not it's for like. You. Somebody sneezed, I had, to, I had to bite my lip. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't have any. Oh. Anyway, so this wedding is yeah. still going on, isn't well, it? Well, it's still going on. I think. But she said some of. She also said that it left their pet dog Bomber profoundly upset, depressed, and anxious. Yeah. This what is kind of house visitor dog... leaves a dog upset? Yeah. And also, what What's kind it? of person calls their dog Bomber? <laughs> That'll be. I'll bet you any money that's some horrible in-family joke about Dresden. That'll be. I bet you <gasps> that dog is. is named after Bomber Harris. That's the kind of woman we're talking about, <laughs> isn't it? Everyone in this story seems to be an unpleasant. Mm. Yeah. Every one of them is well, the bride's from the planet father, posh. He's no, he's not. He's is definitely not? not from the planet posh. He looks posh to me. He's got. A, he said he's got a four hundred and fifty thousand pound house in mm. um, Ledbury. No, but he had East End pinstripes on, and he called her Miss Fancy Pants. I like that. I like that nickname, mm. Miss Fancy Pants. It's <laughs> Speaking of fancy pants, did you see Peter Crouch's wedding photos this week? No, I didn't. Yes, I did. He's got quite sticky out knees, on surprisingly, <laughs> and in the in the suit, in like a kind of loose trousered suit, <laughs> the way the knees was was visible, it looked like you know when you see a stilt man and you can see the toes. Oh yeah, the toes are pressing against the front of the trousers. He uh-huh. looked more like a stilt man than he's ever looked, Peter Crouch, <laughs> which is saying something. I suppose we don't often see him in long trousers. No. Exactly. <laughs> Given as he is a footballer. Especially those, they were like silky. They were very stilt man. Maybe that's he, he, Maybe there's a shop. You know you get the outsized man shop for big people. Mm. Maybe there's a stilt shop where he gets his trousers. It's not out of the question. Frank, 131, when the oars got stolen, they should have bought a motorboat for the castle. Oh. Well, it's all right saying that, but I remember, this is absolutely true, sitting in the rowing boat, sans oars, mm. And I, I sort of thought if I really clenched my arms and shoulders and concentrated, I could make the, mo- the boat move by willpower. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I really kidded myself that it was going slightly forward, but I started to get, I started to get aches in my... Um, whatever those things. You know those things that come from your neck and... I don't know. Oh. We can look it up. Have you got um, Grey's Anatomy? <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. I'd like to go and go to a killer's gig with about a dozen uh, gay men. And at the end of oh. that song, go, We are dancers. <laughs> Just to sort of settle that. I also really wish that James Corden would do a song with Blur. Why? Just a chance to, to for the band to be called Kurt Cordon Blur. Oh, very good. <laughs> Such a missed opportunity. Yeah. There's a moment there where I was just thinking, when you said I'd like to go and see the killers with a lot of gay men, I was thinking, 
Right, okay. Still, I would anyway. <laughs> yeah, I was, was going to say the story can end there. <laughs> I would anyway, because they had a real laugh after and mm. stuff. They need to get all that macho posturing and no, stuff. Yeah. And if I, if I want to talk about musicals, I can talk about musicals and who's going to stare at me? Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> it's a broad church, isn't it? It is, it is a broad church. But yeah. I haven't seen her on telly for ages. <laughs> oh, Frank. <laughs> Frank. I'm a, I'm a, a big fan of um, words. Oh. I am a wordsmith by trade, one could argue. <laughs> and uh, I came across a new one this week. It was a bloke was talking about Alex Sal. Now, how do you say Alex? Is it Salmond? Oh, I always just say Salmon. 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 Okay. Mm. It probably is that. Mm. I just say Salmon. Scottish. Yeah. It seems to make sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, I heard he once got stuck in the Queen Mother's throat as well, but I mean, that could have been, I could have misread that. Wasn't that Kipper? Was that Kipper? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not familiar um, with his work. But anyway, um, Alex Salmond, uh, mm. the, the head of the uh, Scottish SNP, National... Yeah. yeah. He, uh, he was described... This bloke SNP. Pardon? No, I just wanted to be clear. What did I say? No, I don't know. I wanted to make sure I'd said it properly. No, yeah, the, yeah. the SNP. And uh, a bloke was talking about him, and he said, well, you know, I, I think you know, this will happen over a period of time. One thing about Alex Salmond, he's, he's, um, he's a gradualist. Oh. And I thought, what a brilliant... That's brilliant, isn't it? Mm. He's a gradualist. That translates being that he takes his time. He's yeah, he does things that. gradually. And I like to like so. For example, with the music of the fall, I'm, I've been a gradualist. There you go. <laughs> In terms you of see, coming to appreciate them, I was very much a suddenist. <laughs> right. I just banged. I went like that. <laughs> yeah. Because Alex Salmon, when he's playing with his children, and he has to go boo. He, he he works his way up to it, and the whole thing doesn't work with them. Right, <laughs> they're yeah, bored. Yeah. He's a gradualist. But I like that very much indeed. Also something I've noticed about Alex Salmon, uh, am I wrong, or does he look like Todd Carty? Oh, he does. I oh, mean... Tucker Jenkins, yeah. Well, not so much... I'd say more Mark Fowler, period. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Late, late Mark Fowler. Yeah. <laughs> no, he recovered. Oh, yeah. Not, it's not quite as bad as the bill, the bill years, though. No, well, I no. didn't, I didn't, I didn't watch him in the bill. Was it, that was when he was in a, a, a dock in Asda, <laughs> the bill oh years. Um, and I, I came across a good phrase as well. A bloke was saying that he was he got into a click trance, and a click trance is when you're on the internet oh. and you just it, what he talked about, which is a very good example of a mm. click trance, is that he said I was in a. Uh, 20 minute hot or not click trance have you ever looked at hot or not no it's a picture of someone just people keep coming up and you click to say whether they're hot or not wow and you can't get out of it once you're on the hot or not carousel Mm. you're trapped here we start Mm. i love a new word well Mm. i i learned a good new internet word the other day Uh which was pancake people and though that means people who essentially gain all their knowledge from the internet so their knowledge is spread very widely, but immensely thin. Oh, I mm. see. Pancake oh, so people they like pancakes. Mm. I get it. Yeah, yeah. No, they don't like pancakes. They, <laughs> no, are, they are. Oh, like, I see. Yeah, yes, yeah. that's correct. Sorry, you didn't hear my apostrophe. <laughs> <laughs> no, they get lost. <laughs> no, it's it is easily lost. It's the accent. Mm. Yes. My uh, my wife told me that she heard a new word the other day, which was infradig. Are we uh, are we aware of infradig? Yes. Mm. Oh. Oh. Okay. Well, I'm not. <laughs> it's apparently beneath one's dignity. Hence me being aware of it. Of course. It's, yeah. it's one of those slightly superior... You can imagine that mother-in-law in the email saying, oh, this is infradig, mm. can't you? So, oh, and it means beneath... Why infra, then? Does that mean beneath? I, yeah, I, didn't, I couldn't break it I down. I suppose infrastructure. Oh, oh. Man, I mean, yes. 
font latin <laughs> the altar conference it's all there isn't the it? clock's ticking let's face it um <laughs> Oh, well done. I've just been past a bit of paper. It says, what exciting new words have you discovered lately? Mm. It's not the sort of uh, note. You, you know, at school you used to get a note and it used to say things like, Susan Drury loves you. <laughs> <laughs> now, what, what exciting new words have you discovered lately? Oh, it's a, it's a, the idea is that if, you, if the people at home, you, yes, you, if you've discovered any new words, keep it clean, for God's sake. I tell you, speaking of the computer, you know that thing when you, you, you put... You, you, click on something and mm. it doesn't do it immediately there's like a little circle goes round wheel and round. of death yeah the spinning yeah. wheel they call that called? rendering oh is that right and this bloke was talking about something and he said uh, oh i don't know he said you know i've got the information but i'm just rendering at the moment like oh. thinking it through and i thought oh, i quite like that i'm afraid i've chosen another song okay <laughs> um <laughs> We'll, we'll see how it goes. I think if, if, if Madness had been in the 1950s sci-fi classic Forbidden Planet, this is what the soundtrack would have sounded like. <laughs> Frank on radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Uh, Frank, as to renowned ectomorphs, yourself and Alan... Remind me again. Does that mean we have spines? No, that means you're skinny. It's oh, endomorph okay. and ectomorph. Or are you endom- Are you ectomorphs? I'm I'm ecto. Yeah, there's well, meso. Well, don't exclude Frank. Mesomorphs. Yeah, the the bigger people tend to be mesomorphs. Oh, okay. How dare you? Oh. Hello. Is that the uh, <laughs> <laughs> the tea service? Is <laughs> yeah. Is that the obesity? Uh, somebody rang a dinner bell at the mention of bigger people. <laughs> Ironic. Well, Frank, it's funny you should say that. Well, because um, I found I've—I'm afraid we're not in size zeroesville anymore. I have gained—I've gained a few pounds. Oh, not God, a massive is, amount. Gonna, I'm getting tense that we're going to discuss this. Me too. <laughs> okay, it's not a massive amount. No, of course not. It's a small not. amount. It's to do with—I have been holidaying rather a lot recently, mm. and I do like—you know—I indulge when I'm on the continent. Um, Frank, well, stop it. No, I, I, I don't overeat. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll let them get away with these ones early yeah. doors still. <laughs> um, so, I have gained a bit in there. It's all gone a bit Jules Holland. Oh, Let's no. Let's put it like that. Has it really? Mm. Can I tell you how I know that? I haven't noticed. Can I, can I, I let's get that in early? Oh, well done. And relax. <laughs> Very well done. No, okay. Can I tell you how I know this? Uh, Scales? Have, no. Oh, okay. Don't keep them in the house. I have proof of this. Because earlier this summer, I thought I'll get in shape for the summer, said to my godson... I borrowed a pair of his jeans and I thought if I can get into those by the end of the summer I know I've lost weight because he's very he's like you ectomorph lovely and spelt um yes well I remember once making a resolution to get into my godson's jeans <laughs> and uh, the whole family gathering went Frank. quiet oh my god <laughs> you're uh, 35 <laughs> anyway so I'm afraid I went to try the jeans on again I'd, I couldn't I could barely get them on I how mean, old I felt, is your godson he's 17 Harvey. Oh, he's going to be feast. He's slim. All this, the, the yeah, young boys there. Very skinny. They keep on about the uh, obesity uh, mm. epidemic, but if the, the young boys are very thin. Whip it thin. Their trousers don't even <laughs> stay right the way up. They're hanging <laughs> down their behinds. <laughs> Isn't that a fact? Yeah. <laughs> so I went to try the jeans on. Couldn't even get them up. Couldn't get, oh. couldn't get close to getting them on. Oh, no. mm. Yeah, but you know, like I say, a teenage boy. Well, I handed them back to him. I said, Harvey, I never quite made it, did I? He looked at them. He said, 
Em, these are actually your jeans. They're not my jeans. Oh. Yes, I know. Oh. It was a terrible they moment. from your childhood. <laughs> <laughs> so, Frank, I'm seriously on a strict diet now. So, I need some advice from the Exmorphs. What do you suggest? Well, I find um, minor illness is... Um, mm. It's an absolute boon mm. to weight loss. Oh, yeah. And also, it helps get me through a minor illness. If I get ill now, I, my first thought is, how many days will I not be eating? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because um, what the best thing to cure... If I was to make up my sickbed on an enormous scales and I could watch the, 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 the hand slowly going down, it would be, it would be perfect. It's a real incentive to me, that. I mean, you're not a proper doctor, are you, if what you're recommending is a touch of the norovirus? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, but a friend of mine said to me, I went to India, she said it was amazing, I got dysentery, I lost nearly a stone. Yeah. <gasps> yeah, well, I meant it with the norovirus. It, well, mm. I, we had a touch of the norovirus. Bit of the noros? Oh, flying out. Oh, no. No water retention, nothing. It was, no. <laughs> it was gone. What if you'd been clowns? It'd have just been glitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Quite pretty to look yeah, at. Yeah, well. The pan. Other thing I do is I bread. Bread is the big... Bread's the murderer as yeah. far as getting... I am... Um, oh, what I yes. do, if I'm trying to lose weight now, I just butter the palms of my hands <laughs> and, and, and eat the sandwich filling out of that. <laughs> and it, it sounds grotesque, but it does... It, it does work. I, trust tasty. me on that one. <laughs> Yeah, I try and avoid a bit of bread. <laughs> Very convenient, though, isn't it, bread? Mm. Oh, it's handy. You can see why it caught on with it's the good, old it's sandwich. More of a, it's, it's, it's good as wrapping for yeah. food, yeah. I find. <laughs> anyway, we'll come back to this because yeah. um, I, it's, it's, a, it's something that concerns, apparently, according to statistics, it, it uh, concerns a large part of the nation. If we can, mm. if we can fight the obesity crisis on this programme, that would make me very happy. the obesity crisis. Yeah, yeah but, um, public but first of all, let's sort out some travel, right? Because <laughs> these people, you know, with the aid of the, um, the mobile scooter and that, they can still get around. <laughs> um, <laughs> written them off. Frank Skinner. Walk. Foo Fighters. Perhaps that's a, a diet tip. I just say walk. <laughs> yeah. Walk is a good thing. Thank you very much. I'll bear that in mind. Good, yeah. Walk more. Mm. On in, the, uh, not subject, in those heels. No. <laughs> on the subject of diet tips, somebody's texted in uh, £90 worth of meat for the price of £40 and nothing else would help lose weight. No carbs. Well, surely you'd gain £90 for a start mm. off. It's not sustainable, though. It's not balanced. I can't not keep that going. I'm not David Hayes. I mean, I'm not. That's the trouble. I'm not aerobicising enough to work out. Work off that amount of meat. What True. do lions do for carbs? <laughs> I don't know. Different <laughs> metabolisms, though, haven't they? Surely they eat mm. some grass with it. Or well, that's not carbs, is it? <laughs> the grass oh, diet. Where do they get? You know, what polenta? You think? Maybe. And that's a good phone in <laughs> for next week. Cus-cus What's it texting? Yeah. What do lions do for Lion carbs? Carbohydrate. Exactly. Yeah, I'm, I could imagine a bit of polenta being mixed up in the den. Mm. I think someone will text in with uh, lions bodies not needing carbohydrates they get it all off lean meat they get oh, all their energy can't be funny. people recommend the caveman diet but i don't like the idea of being on the caveman diet doesn't sound very me somehow i've no. um, i've experimented with the paleo diet in fact it's uh, it's good 
Just well, all he's you do come out the closet, the old dieter. Snack on fruit and nuts. It's not yeah, really dieter. I, I find I just couldn't find anywhere that sold dinosaur meat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I'm going a step further. I'm actually uh, uh, applying most of their moral codes to my life as well. Oh, so. No, <laughs> my wife's not a massive fan. No, <laughs> well, the hair must be coming out in handfuls. I keep putting her over my shoulder and running around the, the local area with her. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. As long as you keep it low cost, think. In the yeah. north, they're a bit more tolerant. In the mm. north, I like In the north, everyone's on the paleo lifestyle. Kate Middleton, as we mm. used to call her, mm-hmm. it seems like only yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Um, she apparently has only blueberries for for Is that breakfast, why? and then for lunch she has um, steam, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, dinner. She has a plain salad uh, described to her by a lady (laughs) in waiting, and she absorbs it only through her imagination. That sounds like my dream diet. I'm doing it now. Yeah, and I have to say, it's fallen off her, the weight. Mm, It has. Oh, I'd be hungry, though. Mm. I'd be hungry. I think she's too busy. I don't think you'd be hungry if you was married to Prince William, would you? Mm. It it wouldn't seem right to be hungry. I don't think he'd sit me... You don't think so? I'm I'm prepared to say Extraordinary conversation. (laughs) Just texted Uh, in, cut out bread and no carbs in the day, lost a stone in four weeks. Again, it's it's not sustainable. Yeah, but don't do it the David Baddiel way. Yeah, I went went out for lunch once with David Baddiel. He had mashed potato (laughs) and then he had a pudding. I said, (laughs) what happened to the Atkins diet? He said, I don't go on it till two o'clock in the afternoon. (laughs) That's great. It was an interesting... uh, he looked, uh, he looked well on it. Nice felt. Yeah, Frank defenestrate to throw someone out of a window. Ah. That's what wor- de- word for the day. But what does defenestrate mean in its original? Isn't it, it doesn't have a normal meaning. I don't know. Is I it, think it... Is it like exfoliate? No, I think de- defen- defenestrate came from... Um, I think there was some Czechoslovakian thing where they were throwing people out of windows. It, it, it originated. And then somebody really? else told me that it came from the French de fenetre. I don't speak French, but that's just oh. something I... I'm well, I know, it, I know it's, it's French true. for window, yeah, oh, right. but, but even... Know. No, that, really? Very difficult could it, to get defenestrate into an everyday conversation, though. I like the well, idea of Not if you're it. a rock star on tour. <laughs> like Where's the television going? Oh, sorry. I defenestrated it. <laughs> I, think, I think it means a person, to throw a person out of a window. Surely Somebody, anything out of a window. No, mm. I think someone can text us in and let us know this. I'm pretty sure it's a person. Because I, th- I like the idea of a potential pub fight. Look, lads, I don't want to have to defenestrate you. And then we're going, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to have to go. This bloke's I wouldn't, a ninja. I wouldn't dare say that in a pub fight. <laughs> also, just finally, Frank, we have got an update on the lion carb situation. Oh, oh have Jonathan we? in South Lion Woodford. carbs or lion cobs? <laughs> <laughs> the secondary function of protein is energy, so the gazelle meat or whatever is enough. There you go. Oh, OK. Mm. Thanks, thanks, Jonathan. Jonathan in South Woodford, <laughs> which uh, is where I got the... Uh, double tape deck from the uh, charity shop so loser Jonathan got there first beat yeah. you to it beat hey, you to the bargain missed out on the uh, Tom Lehrer <laughs> Tom Lehrer double cassette <laughs> hey, eat your heart out not so clever now plenty of protein in that mm. <laughs> um, yeah so um, we moved now towards the end of the show um, mm. the way the, the mighty glaciers moved across <laughs> the British Isles all those years ago before they bought Man United <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, um, not the weekend podcast, which is completely different from this. We sit in a small studio and, hey, we just riff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're with me. Um, that'll be available from Wednesday for downloading. It's downloaded. We're on something like six million so far this year. Is that right, John? Can you believe that? Mm. Thank you. 
<laughs> that wasn't it. You welled up yeah. slightly. Humility. I, I can I can just mm. plot humility out of the air like that. Mm. Not everyone can. Um, I then, can't, for example. No, well, yeah, I don't. I don't. You, like, you won't have it in the house. Humility. <laughs> Um, ben Jones is next. I'm slightly worried. I haven't seen him yet. No. No. Is it going to be a case that w- the next uh, song will end and then there'll just be silence? Oh, man. He will know diet tips, though, because he's buff. I know, but uh, I am worried he hasn't showed up yet. Mm. But I'm sure he'll be, you know. He's ben, he's reliable pro mm-hmm. and all that. Lot. But what if he's fallen? What if he's had one of his falls? <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone thought about that? No. Well, if if um, we might be back after the news, mm. the way it's going, and then I imagine they'll send out for um, DLT. <laughs> Isla Sinclair. When we did a chat show, <laughs> we had a letter from Isla Sinclair's agent oh, yeah. that said Isla will do last minute and drive herself. <laughs> so um, <laughs> if Ben doesn't turn up, um, all is well. Anyway, as they said in Tron, end of line. This is Frank Skinner. Absolute.